Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen. Our guest this week is Carl Bradley and Tonda Galliardo from Time Cuisine. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. How are you? Really good. Good, good. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for having us today. Tonda and Carl, welcome to the pod closet here. You guys have been part of the Door County food scene now going back 25 years? Since Isn't it? 1985 was our first, 95. or 1995 95. was our first. Oh, I was going to say, that's great. so much older than I thought. <laughs> we look good. It feels like it's been that long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why don't you take me through your background? First of all, like where you guys are from, but also then kind of your background in food and what brought you into kitchens in Door County. Sure. We came here in 95. We both basically grew up in the restaurant business. I grew up outside of West Lansing and worked through chain restaurants and up up through the ranks through there and then privately owned places. And we met in a restaurant that we were both managing at in West Lansing and kind of just kept going restaurant-wise until we heard about Door County, never knew about it, came here for the summer, just for the summer was going to leave. And then we decided to come back the next summer and then that happened again. And then we got engaged and married in 1998 and stayed here permanently. So how did you hear about it in the first place over in Michigan? We worked with a gentleman, Kevin, that came here the year before us, and it was a family connection. The owners of the Mission Grill, her sister lived across the street from Kevin's mom in Lansing area, and we happened to be working with him, and he came here, and then the next year we happened to talk to him, and he's like, you should come to Door County and work, and we're like, what's Door County? <laughs> Never no heard idea. of it. We were, we were going to go to Traverse City and spend a summer in Traverse City, and Ended up coming to see Kevin in March that year, and I don't know why we came, because it was like nothing open, and it was snowy and just crazy, <laughs> like typical winter, but we came that spring and loved it and just kept coming back. Had our first meal in Door County at Husby's, and we tromped through snowbanks to get into the Mission Grill, which was at that time kind of switching over from the kind of 50s themed restaurant that they had and into fine dining. So when we came, the menu was a little weird. There were like nachos and a filet on the menu. So it was all kind of different. We came in May and Memorial Day and uh, Carl was in the kitchen and I was front of the house. Well, you mentioned that old version of the Mission Grill and that's one of the reasons I was excited to have you guys on. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of different people who've played a lot of different roles in the food scene in Door County on this Mm -hmm. podcast. And A lot of them are relatively new to the food scene, and you guys have been here through this whole arc of how it's changed here. And for those who are not familiar, Mission Grill was originally, like you said, kind of like a 50s diner, like a place where kids in my class in high school would go and hang out. And then it transformed into one of the two or three best fine dining establishments in the county. Probably, what was that around, like, 98, 99? Yeah, I think 98 was our first full summer 
that it was full fine dining and, and kind of all the old menu was gone. And, and we really started bringing in, you know, nicer wines and like upscale stuff like that. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Miles, because Mission Grill is something that I've heard a lot of, but no context for. So I'm sitting here like, I know what this is, but I don't know this story. So what what was that like, transforming it from what it was to what it is? It's a really good learning process. Being in a lot of different contexts, from corporate restaurants to fine dining restaurants in, in East Lansing and the such, to actually like help with that transition. We learned a ton. We learned a lot about the business and how to like kind of bring some of that good corporate structure to a restaurant and kind of build from there. And then it just grew. We put a lot of systems in place from our corporate background. And my staff used to say, if Tonda and Carl were to leave today, all the systems we had in place, this restaurant would run itself, you know, just very replaceable. Yeah, very replaceable, <laughs> which is why we have our own business now, right? Still replaceable, right? It was such a fun time because we had been in East Lansing and been working in fine dining yet casual dining as well. So we were really, really, really into food. I mean, we really were starting to love food and love wine. And that restaurant kind of just made it easy for us to learn all about food. And it's curious because I feel like the kids today in the industry come and they just want to work. They don't really want to know about the food and the wine and things like that. I mean, we had a huge extensive training program there and it was a lot of fun to switch those menus and things that are being done now. Like we say, oh, my God, we did that 15 years ago at the Mission Grill. We were trying to bring these like dishes into it, you know. But it's fun now to see how all of that stuff is kind of coming back. So, Setting the scene for that time is a Mission Grill in a Christopher's, T. Ashwell's. I'm probably missing a couple, but that yeah. was about it of, for people going. Yeah, Alexander's. Over, Alexander's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he was. Neglecting that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, was, he had really set the stage yeah, there yeah, really at Hotels did. in Ord going yeah, back to like exactly. the early 90s. Yeah. But beyond that, it's not like it is now where even taverns are getting good wines. I mean, when I started mm-hmm. at Sister Bay Bowl, Sorry, Bull folks, but we were serving wine out of a gun, like box wine on a gun. <laughs> White and, and red, and that's it. And it's not like we were getting complaints. No. You know, that's the crazy thing. Nobody was thinking about getting rosé at a bar or right. even thinking about your wine selection other than the fact that, like, wow, has this bottle at on the Husby's Rail been open for two weeks or two months? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's not today. That's not Husby's now. I'm talking about my experience at Husby's. and not, not throwing Husby's <laughs> under the bus. I'm throwing myself under the bus. <laughs> now it's kind of everywhere. But at that time, trying to charge real dollars for dinners up here was something that, especially for locals, they're like, who do they think they are? They're going to charge $30 for an entree? Are you insane? And so, especially when you went from being a diner to then trying to be the Mission Grill that it became. I I guess, tell me about that transition in the whole food environment and restaurant scene here. I'm going to say that, first of all, the owners of the Mission Grill were dedicated. They were really ahead of their times as far as food and wine especially Marianne, wanted everything fresh, 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 and fresh made in-house. So that's the way the Mission Grill was set up. She also had ideas about what she wanted on the menu, French cuisine and Asian cuisine and all kinds of different cuisines, but kind of brought into an Americanized version of those dishes. Gary was huge into wine. I mean, he had a huge wine cellar at home. 
talk about a learning experience, too. They were great teachers in that respect. 98 was our first full year up here, and that's when we first started managing. At the mission, we didn't have a full liquor license then. So we needed to focus on something to get people to come in, and wine was where it was at. People weren't into beer back then as much as they are now, a completely different world. But we focused on wine and ended up over probably six or seven years between Gary and I and the staff really learning a lot about wine and building that list. We ended up getting up uh, about 550 bottles on the list and a second level Wine Spectator Award with it. You know, it's interesting when we talk to new restaurant owners and people who have started their businesses in the last couple of years, many of them feel like the food scene up here is really cool and that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really great things going on. When you were doing this 20 years ago, what did it feel like then? Did it feel like you were bringing about change or did it feel like things were starting to happen or what was that experience like? I mean, it's curious to me to think about that because I look now from kind of a different point of view because... I'm almost like we've done all this before, but now it's all coming back. So everything in life is a cycle, you know, and that's how I feel that it is now. But I just feel like the food now is just a lot different and a lot different of a feeling where everybody are foodies these days. Like everybody is a foodie. So when you get reviews, you know, when you're feeding these people, They've done this before. They've had this before. They And they go to different places and this deviled egg is not as good as this deviled egg is not as good as that deviled egg. You know, that kind of thing right now. So I think just a lot more eyes on you. How are you doing this and what are you doing? Like, yeah, and the expectations are just and high. The, the consumer is exactly. more knowledgeable. That's right. More knowledgeable. Exactly. Same with the wine lists, right. you know, or right now it's beer. I feel like that's the big industry and more hard bourbon and things like that. A lot of people are drinking wine, but it's not. But they still like expect the, quality in the right prices and yeah. not swill, basically. Oh, but I, I used to be able to get away with talking about wine from behind the bar basically by spouting stuff I, I heard on Sideways. Sure. And that right. maybe came out, you know, and be like, right, right, right. oh yeah, Merlot sucks. You know, that, was, that was the extent of my knowledge, and it worked. It was good enough. Right. Sure, sure. Right. And then I would just like wait until. All right, if somebody had a serious question, I'd find a way to go, I'll get right back to you. I just got to do this one thing and then just avoid them for a little while right. or or pull over like a Bruce Bash or a Ryan Hill yep. and be like, hey, this guy had this question. You want to just like mosey in there and, and answer that <laughs> answer and that act question. like I didn't avoid him? <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Like I do know, but. The professional avoider. Yeah, when it came to yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. But Carl, but, you've always been yeah, really knowledgeable. You used to write a, a column for us at The Pulse. Yeah, I used to write a Wine 30 originally with Jody Ouellette and then, mm-hmm. and then he got too busy to do it and then I kept it up for a few more years and then myself as well got too busy to do it. But it was fun. It's nice to like share knowledge, but I think a lot of people see and hear a lot of wine and food knowledge all the time. It's on TV, it's everywhere, which is great. It's different than when we first started doing the fine dining. I feel like it was sometimes a struggle to get people to understand why we're doing this in Door County, but there were so many tourists coming from Chicago and Milwaukee and Minnesota that like they kind of liked that, They would, you know, and then the more we did it, the more places that did it, the more tourists came up and more dining happened. You know, everybody who moves to Door County, at, especially in their 20s, you hit a point where you start to go like, am I sticking here or I'm going to move? And you, you you toy with the idea of going somewhere else or can I do this seasonal thing? And can I turn this into a year-round life? What made you guys stick in Door County? And 
And I'm guessing maybe that somewhat goes back to kind of the family atmosphere that was there at the mission at the time. And I think a lot of restaurants had it that maybe we were just lucky because I realized later that that's not always the way it is. But like there were a lot of restaurants where you would see the whole mission crew come out and hang out together and be like a family and, and travel as one. And Northern Grill had a pack like that and Al's and maybe that was just a lucky moment. But I wonder if that maybe influenced why you guys stuck around. I mean, when we came in 95 and we got engaged and then we came right to Door County to work for that season. And I remember leaving Door County because we were going back to East Lansing to go back to school. And I remember leaving and driving through Jacksonport and the big canopy and through Jacksonport and saying to him, I can't leave. So we just kept coming back. But the reason was, was that we felt like it was family right away at the Mission Grill. And then the more we came back, the more people came back, the same people year after year. And it was, it was a family. And I don't see that really happening a lot up here anymore with restaurants. However, I'm 20 years older or whatever. (laughs) And this is, you know, it's not what I'm doing anymore. I'm not out every night at Husby's or (laughs) right. But I'm still in touch with all of those people who are around, who worked for us. Yeah, it's amazing to think back how many people were involved with the Mission Grill and they come back and you see every year, every couple of years or every few months. It's pretty amazing thing. And that's kind of what we're hoping to do with our business now is kind of restart a new family and and a new new home for employees. So Yeah, when I say to people all the time, they'll say, oh, how do you know him? And I'll say, oh, he worked for us at the Mission Grill. (laughs) And they're like, Tonda, who hasn't worked for you at the Mission Grill? And I'm like, I don't know. We had a lot of people work for us at the Mission Grill. So, yeah, that's you know, uh, that's something that my wife always jokes about, too, when, when we're out. And, oh, either I used to coach somebody or they used to work with work me or with for you, me. Right, know. exactly. Um, and the community. I mean, that's what made us stay here is this community is so supportive and incredible. I mean, everyone up here has been so supportive, especially now that we've started our own business. I mean... Nobody feels like it's us against them or, you know, they're all really supportive of us doing this. All kinds of restaurateurs. So. Okay. So why don't we take a break? And then when we come back, I want to talk about time and I want to talk about the catering that you guys have been doing. And also the wedding scene up here has just exploded and how like you guys are are dealing with that and the catering side of things too. They call themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Nankin Island or worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan. And they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. Okay, we are back. So tell us a little bit about time and how did you guys approach that? What did you take from Mission Grill as you approached time and and how did they inform each other in that way? Well, we actually started 
catering when we were at the Mission Grill still. The last few seasons, I can't think of the years, but the last few seasons there was when the off-premise wedding scene where the barns and in Woodwalk Gallery that, you know, uh, Birch Creek, those type of places started looking for caterers. So we got into the game probably a little later than what Bruce started doing those weddings. But that's where it started when we were at the Mission Grill and started building that business from there. I want to interject because it was probably a lot earlier than what you think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say 10 years into being at the Mission Grill, we kind of started doing larger parties and things like that at the Mission Grill. And then the wedding planner up here, Carrie Baldwin, um, Door County event planner, came to us and asked us, would you guys be interested in ever doing off-site catering? Because she had, was just getting into her business and needed caterers. And the only caterer at that time was Bruce at Alexander's, really was the, you mm-hmm. know, the big caterer. And more and more people wanted catering, and he just couldn't keep up with you know, everything. So she asked us to do little things off-site, and we started doing them, and then kind of took it full Course. I mean, that yeah, kind of grew from there. And, yeah. and I mean, we're doing 25 to 30 plus weddings, big weddings a year off premise. So, yeah, now we are. I mean, not a start with like this. Oh, this will yeah. be a nice little side thing we'll do once <laughs> That's in a while. exactly and what is we that, did. Is that predominantly, is that the How, bigger part of your business at this point? Yeah, is it's the, our the catering. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It sure is. I mean, we um, should let listeners know like Time Cuisine. That's located down at Max Walton. Tell us a little bit about what you guys serve there. Sure. So, people who haven't gotten down there yeah, yeah. know, know yeah. what we're talking about <laughs> we try to keep it simple our, our tagline is simply done right we try to just do american cuisine with little hints of worldly type flavors with you know a little thai flavor here a little mexican flavor here but everything made in house fresh from local ingredients when we can uh, we use a great produce person out of bailey's harbor but just simply done right foods Nice and clean and easy. And Who is that produce? David Varney. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. He only he has a small garden, he, and he uh, supplies a few places just in Bailey's Harbor. So we're so lucky really enough to have local. one of those. Right. Well, here's a question for all three of you, just because I'm out of the loop a little bit. Has the wedding scene up in Door County always been there, or is it something that's really kind of exploded recently? I think it's always been here. However, not as much as it is in the last five or six years, years, I would say. I mean, that's when we've really experienced. I mean, we started doing these weddings. The first wedding we ever did off-site was at Woodwalk. And that was very new to what people were doing. But, uh, I mean, really in the last five or six years. I'd say that the, the barn scene really made it blow up. I mean, you could always throw a tent up, and yes. people were doing that for a long time. Yes. But the fact that people could start doing it in barns, it changed it from going, I'm going to get married indoor county, but, you know, at a restaurant or at a big hall that really could just as soon be anywhere. Exactly. To, now I can do it in a barn, and my pictures will look like door county. Everything about my wedding will be door county. Right. And that's when it opened people's eyes to what could be done up here. Absolutely. Would be it, my impression. Yeah, and the style of food... When that started happening five years ago, the family style, you know, quote unquote, family style food, because it's what you would do in a casual barn setting is, you know, that's kind of the idea of like family sits down and you pass food and, you know, it's about the food and the conversation and all of that. So we do a lot of family style everywhere, but barns especially. So, Yeah. yeah. And people trying to take like 
something beyond like the oh chicken or fish or you know the exactly. one or two different options exactly. to do something that becomes like a you know having gone through a wedding myself you do all this stuff and then afterward you're like okay i barely even touched my food right but if, when you're planning it you're like this is going to be a reflection of who we are that's and everyone's right. trying to do something with the menu and with every touch of it that yep. that shows why you're doing it in door county and all right. these other things i used to discard weddings as oh what's the big deal about having the weddings up here and why would someone want to have it up here now i get that but then from a tourism standpoint i've really realized what a big boon that is to the local economy because you have 200 people at a wedding. If the bride and groom aren't from Door County, probably half the people attending may never have even been here. And so they're getting introduced to Door County when somebody already made the plans for them. So it's a great, easy vacation. Mm -hmm. And they're showing them everything that they love about this place. So it's going to be hard to have a bad time. Right. <laughs> when Carl and I got married in 98, we had been here a couple of years and been in Door County a couple of years we came and we got married right at the Mission Grill. So we got married that year and then started our marriage to the restaurant a week later. And then what we found, though, with that is all of our family and friends were from Michigan. And we invited 80 people and 110 came. Like people just wanted to come wanted to, to Door, Door County, County and so, see what it was about. Yeah. So it was a vacation. And when that's in your head, you're like, yes. And you always tell brides and grooms, don't go on the standard statistics of X amount of people are not going to show up to your wedding because a lot more people will come to Door County for your wedding, which is an incredible thing for the whole economy up here because it brings people in. A 200-person wedding brings 200 extra people into the community yeah. that day. Right. That was my experience too. My wife and I got married up here yeah. a couple years ago and her side of the family was very familiar with Door County and my side of the family had never been up here before. But we structured it so that people started coming in on Friday. We had our groom's dinner that night and Saturday was the wedding and then we had a brunch the next day at Alexander's. Right. So people got to come up here for a full weekend and enjoy a bunch of different stuff in different locations too. You know, we got married at a church and then we had a reception at the English Inn. We had cocktail hour at the Alpine. So there was a bunch of different things that yep. people got to experience yep. all in that one weekend. Of course, we were just, you know, doing the wedding thing, but everybody else got plenty of time to go explore and do the tourism thing exactly. while they were up here too. Yep. And you got to figure if, let's say one out of five of them decide, oh, we want to come back here. You start adding that up, and if this is somebody who never would have heard about the county before, now out of that wedding, 10 or 15 of them become return guests. Regular, yep, and they, right. if they come back one week a year, now you're talking like $5,000 per right. person to start spending a week or two a year here, and not to mention what they spend that wedding weekend alone exactly. when you're in that mode of like, well, it's a wedding. We got to spend it. Like, oh, we're going out with friends. I guess we're all just going to throw down on dinner. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, I mean, wow, that's what it killing is. Killing my pocketbook, but I have to do <laughs> but it. But I have to do it. Well, that's the thing. That's why and we then love. right to the bars and everything. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's why we love to do weddings because we love not just that day, but it's the whole feeling of everything. And it's actually the planning of all of that, too, because, you know, people get so excited and then what happens is that in even the off-season, people are coming up here because they come for a tasting or they come so they're staying oh, in a yeah. hotel and they're dining at the restaurants that weekend or, you know, so it brings more people back in the off-season. I feel is a good thing for the industry, too. So I've always kind of wondered this about someone in Carrie's position where you're doing weddings every weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, do you start to get over, like, 
oh yeah, this is the the really cool photo op. Or yeah, you're so special. Like it was real original. Like does it just become routine at yeah, a certain point? It does. A little bit, yeah. And it it, yeah. it actually it's funny. You start making it, fun of the same songs being played right. and, and it, the same it, dance stuff. But it's and, funny for us too because no matter how big your catering menu is, it's still the same damn menu every week for <laughs> the wedding. I mean, it's so weird how there's certain entrees that get chosen and we don't suggest them. It's just that, well, we kind of push them that way because we do everything in our catering business. We do as much on-site cooking as mm. we can. Carl and I had never been in the catering business, never knew anything about the catering business. So we actually took our philosophy of our kitchen tent that we set up is a restaurant kitchen, and that's how we execute food. So everything we can do on site, so we take a grill, we grill everything right there, right, you know, grill. So I always say grill to plate because that's how it is, you know, mm. so that's how it goes. But it's the whole excitement of the thing, and people are never upset at a wet. I mean, you know, you have those atypical scenarios, but people there all day long are happy, and they leave, and they're happy. You know, so it's just a great energy and feeling where at the restaurant sometimes, you know, it's a different thing. I mean, people can get mad and like say they're never coming back again. Well, if they get <laughs> mad at a wedding, well, hopefully these two are married for life. You yeah. know, you're not coming back to their wedding. So, well, yeah. Before the people listening, what you guys do is not just like, OK, this weekend we have one event. You guys work with us on both the Peninsula Spring Classic ride and the Fall Challenge ride. And we're doing anywhere from 600 to 800 riders at those two events. And you guys come in and cater the food for all that, which is astounding to me. And then I'm thinking, oh, but they're also doing a wedding tonight and sometimes two weddings in the same day, correct? <laughs> yes. Or another catering event. Like, I don't know how you keep all that straight. Like, doing one event alone is wild to me. It's taken a while to learn the right things to do, but we've gotten some systems down just like we did with the restaurant where you, you just have to go through checklists and make sure you got everything lined up for one place and everything lined up for another place. The biggest thing is being able to draw from the community for staff because it's not our restaurant staff that does most of the catering. It's locals that have nine to five jobs that just want an extra job on the weekend or want to get out of the house and do something else. So. That's the biggest thing is to be able to pull 30 people or 40 people on a Saturday just from the community to help out and, you know, process the event. So you're doing a lot of begging. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll buy you a nice meal. Yeah. I'll give you a good yeah. glass of wine. Yeah, you right. get to eat and you get, we always bring wine. We always bring wine. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Ply them with a lot of Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And how does that compare to 20 years ago when you guys were trying to staff the Mission Grill? There's no business in the world, I don't care where you're located, that doesn't complain about trying to find quality help. That's universal. Sure. But obviously it, it seems harder and harder to come by in Door County. Like you guys have seen that full evolution. Yeah, we have. And... It's curious to me, though, when we have trouble at the restaurant, you know, I mean, everyone has trouble at their businesses trying to find staff seasonally in Door County. Our catering staff, we never have a problem with because we have so many people that have been in this industry that say to us, well, if you need our help catering, we'd love to come in. You know, it is decent money. And I have people saying to me all the time, call me if you need me on a weekend or call me. And it's not that hard to train your catering staff because... You guys train. are doing most of the hard work. Exactly. Before exactly. they, before they, right. they have to come in. Yeah. Exactly. exactly, yeah. When I would bartend 
And I think the first time Carrie ever asked me to bartend for a wedding, I was super nervous. I'm like, oh, how can I do a wedding? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. So like, easy, right? They're drinking the same <laughs> two cocktails and like maybe they have as many as four different wines. And I only have to do this for a couple hours and I'm making like double what I yep. would make behind, <laughs> yeah. the bar. behind the bar. And I don't have exactly. to cut any fruit. I don't have to do any of the breakdown. I'm not putting stools up. I'm like... How is this gig even real? Well, (laughs) I know. And that's the thing. I mean, that's why people cater for us because they're like, wait, I just had to pour water and wine and I made this much money, you know, for this long. And that's why people are always like, yeah, I'll do it for, you know, five hours. And yeah, this is what I'll make. And then you're not responsible to those same people the next day, so you can right. be terrible at your That's job exactly. and just walk away. That's <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Well, then you get put to the B list on when you get called. Or, so. <laughs> yeah, we do have an A and B list. <laughs> I was watching football this weekend, and you know the Lions game came up. And in spite of the fact that you've been here for what 25 years, you're still a Lions fan. Is that no, I'm pretty much a Packers fan. <laughs> All right, you've made the. He's uh, made the. It's hard to be I, a Lions fan, even when I was growing. <laughs> like, they've had terrible management ownership ever since I can remember. So well, and the reason I brought so it's it up, easy transition. <laughs> it's it's so crazy because that that team's been it's one of the oldest teams in football, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, I have no interest in watching a Lions game. Like, there's no. nothing about their uniform, about that team that. That stadium, I just it makes me feel like I'm watching a game that's being played in a Sam's Wholesale Club. <laughs> yep. I just it, everything about the Lions just it's kind blocked. of bores me, yeah, right? And what was it like growing up? Were you excited growing up with them? Well, we you know we had some decent teams here and there, but like then you see like you have like the Billy Sims come along that was great for a while and yeah. then gone, and then Barry Sanders is great, and then they treat you know like whatever happens there, but it, it's just the kind of the same program you get tired of trying to root for the same thing over and over again. Miles, you said that their uniform is boring. I thought they were all the same except different colors. <laughs> no, the the Lions, it's like if Portland had a uniform, that's what the Lions have. It just it, they call it silver, but it's basically gray. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it's synonymous with like at best mediocrity right. makes it even more, more dull. Gray. <laughs> and like I like the color blue, but the kind of blue that they have just doesn't I, I don't know. I, I like everything about the Lions and then the fact that Detroit has been, like, on this downturn for so long. They were so bad that they had two of the great talents of the last, like, 30 years. They decide, you know what? Nine years, prime of my career, that's enough for me. I'm walking away. Walking away, away. Yep. Yep, That's exactly. Yeah. Go Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming in and chatting Thank with you. us. Uh, this is really cool, especially for me, to learn uh, some more about the food scene, you know, 20 years ago instead of what's just happening right now. So that was really great to hear. Uh, where can people find out more about you guys? Are you on social media and that kind of stuff? We are Facebook, Instagram. And um, timecuisine.com. That's T-H-Y-M-E. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for chatting with us and I look forward to chatting with you guys again. Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.